0: The potential for greatness lives within each of us, I Dare. My name is Nikki Dare. I Dare was born of personal hardship, triumph, and the desire to succeed. I Dare, the acronym for Integrity of Diversity, Adaptation, Resilience, and Empowerment is the hallmark of my life, derived from learning to evolve through difficult circumstances. Growth experiences necessarily result from these challenges. Without the obstacles, we never would know the true meaning of success or feel the exaltation of triumphing over adversity. My personal mission, therefore, is to help you encounter your purpose and live your best best life by unearthing your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. I did and so can you. It's about personal empowerment and unlocking your inner potential. I Dare, therefore, is a way of life. Please join me to discover your inner potential by sharing some of our own challenges. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and joining me today. Let's make it a blessed, joyful week this week. Thank you.
1: Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio. Heard worldwide by millions of listeners with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast hosted by Nikki Dare is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of iDare, Inc., a registered 501c3 with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. I-Dare is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Nikki Dare is the published author of The Audacity of Veracity, a columnist, Women in the Field of Western Outdoor News, California's publication of Fishing and Hunting. Ms. Dare is a certified firearms instructor in rifle, shotgun, and handgun, RSO, Range Safety Officer, and CERT, Community Emergency Response Training Member of FEMA Certified Training. Women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant since her early 20s. In transforming companies, and decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare.
2: Can we? Are you ready? Um, thank you, thank you so much. I know that we uh, juggle the timing, you know, um, you know, previously in our email back and forth, and I thank you so much for just contributing your time to doing this. It is it's so important that we women uh, let our voices heard and you know promoting ourselves and businesses and everything, collaborating together. Okay, so we can start. All right, being able to transform through communication by amplifying your leadership and influence. Um, not to mention it is this is within your purpose and passion that you're doing this. I personally think this is super important. With purpose and passion, we know we can achieve great things, not just alone, but also together. Aloha, guys. Da, bonjour, buenos dias, I'm Indonesian, so i got to speak that, right? How you guys are doing? Hopefully well. Thank you so much for joining us again this morning on the We Talk podcast. Our goal is empowering women to break through their limiting beliefs and achieve their personal as well as professional goals, making their voices heard. I am Nikki Derry, host. Welcome to another inspiring session with us here. And uh, this morning, I am basically, you know, have this lovely guest, I just had to chat a little bit with her before we went here, from British Columbia, who's turning her passion into empowering and giving back through leading. She owns a company called Smashly, stitches, specializing in all things knitting, which includes custom-made hand-knit items, knitting pattern design, and educating about the process of how to do this. Recently, she also released an ebook and learned to knit course. It's called Knitting 101 and How to Knit Like a Badass. (laughs) And the key focus of the course is to make knitting super cool and appeal to those who might not otherwise have considered learning the craft of knitting. To me, that is so, Yes, super cool. Let's meet our lovely guest, Ashley Lakovic. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Hi, Ashley. Perfect. How are you doing, my dear?
3: I'm really good. How are you?
2: I'm okay. And you're in British Columbia, yes?
3: Yeah, right in the mountains where it's all snowy and cold. <laughs>
2: We shouldn't be complaining here in California because I I know we shouldn't be. We shouldn't even be telling you it's horrible here in California. We just are our our second day here, sunny sky, blue sky, and everything. And it is a little bit nippy, but you know, we're complainers here. But you know, hearing you guys on the East Coast or in British Columbia all snowing, pouring down in the mountain, don't forget it's beautiful.
3: (laughs) It's beautiful, but you don't want to go outside. (laughs)
2: I can imagine that you, you're into like an outdoor like myself, snowboarding maybe, or even skiing, enjoying the mountains.
3: I used to snowboard. Um, When I first moved here, I started snowboarding and I loved it. I like got all my gear, I decked out in pink, and then I fell all the time. So I gave that up pretty quickly.
2: (laughs) I know. I remember last time, oh my gosh, it was seven, seven, eight years ago. I just bought me one of those Morrow, I think. I think whenever the first, um, almost going out, and I bought it, the, the snowboard board, new, brand new, and then let's go to the mountain, local mountain here. It was February 14th, Valentine's, so we went to the local mountains, like man-made snow. I fell on my, you know what, my tush, mm-hmm. and it really hurt. It, it's right. okay to fall, <laughs> it's okay to fall on uh, real snow when it's really deep, but mm-hmm. this is like really thin snow and it was man-made basically so i said oh, i don't know so i still sit and, um hanging over there and i i um i looked at it today this morning and i said should i should i not because we're dumping snow right now too in the local mountains
3: that's awesome yeah i mean if it if it, there's ice underneath the snow it really really hurts but
2: oh yeah no kidding i know i felt it for the next two weeks
3: <laughs> yeah you do you do you totally do <laughs>
2: All right, all right, my dear, let's dive in into this. I like to start the show instead of, um, I know that you've got a lot, a lot of accomplishments, I can imagine, um, and then all of your accolades and everything like that. You know, I believe that everybody has a background story to which lead them to, you know, to following their purpose and passion in life. So I know the background story is what shape us, what, who we are today, basically, you know, a, a lot of us. And then making that selection, choosing the professional career. So, you know, tell us something about that, about your background story, story that you represented you, who you are today.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it's funny. I've always been a very creative person. So I've always, like, even as a kid, I was constantly, like, writing music or drawing or designing something or cutting my Barbie doll's hair or or something like that. Like I was always really creative. But the other side of that is that I was also really anxious. So I wouldn't talk to a lot of people. I was very shy. Um, and just kind of like I had, I had friends, but I had a very close group of friends. I wasn't super popular. Um, and but I was a city girl too. That's the other thing. (laughs) And, um, I kind of had this plan for my life. When I was like becoming a teenager, I was going to go into music and then I moved from the city and I moved to where I live now and I got really bored because it's a mountain town. There's nothing here except snow. <laughs> and, um, get your boards out, get your boards well, out. Yeah, that's when I started snowboarding <laughs> also, but I was kind of looking for that thing where I could like be creative and that I didn't have, that wouldn't t- make me too anxious So like music, it's great to do music, but like um, it at the time, it kind of pushed me my anxiety level too far, right? So I couldn't really sing, I couldn't really DJ, I couldn't really do any of that. And it got really, um, I just became a really super anxious person. So I had a friend, my one friend in this town that I had never been in before. um, She dragged me to a knitting class. And I said, I don't want to go like, I'm not into knitting i'm not into like that's for grandmas like i don't want to do that
2: (laughs) (laughs) knitting No, no i'm a city girl no way i'm gonna get my board
3: (laughs) um so it's funny (laughs) i i got like this pink ball of yarn and these really long needles and i went to this knitting class and i was nervous i was so nervous because there was all these women there and they were all different ages i knew none of them And like I said, I had anxiety really bad. So um, I spent three weeks not talking to anybody at this knitting group. I just sat there and tried to learn and had a really difficult time learning to knit. And part of that probably was the anxiety. Um, But I, one day just, I went on YouTube and I was trying to learn that way. And then finally one day it clicked and I learned, I figured out how to knit. And I was so excited and so happy and not so bored anymore. And so I just kept at it. I kept knitting and, knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting. And then one day I realized that I'm more social. I'm not as anxious as I used to be. I'm happier and I'm creating these wonderful things. So it's like part of my creativity is playing into this as well. And I was shocked and surprised and everyone around me was shocked and surprised that I was doing this thing that I was sitting there knitting like a grandma all day, but loving. (laughs) And so I started posting kind of like my, my creations on my Facebook, just my personal Facebook. And I had people like messaging me, can you make that for me? And I was like, really? Because like looking back now, they weren't even that good of stuff. Like my level of knitting wasn't quite where it's at now, but people wanted it. And then I realized this could be a business and my um, creativity started to go into overdrive and I started making a website and posting my creations and going on Etsy and selling them and getting really successful at it really fast. And in this time, I also was getting married. I had kids crazy like my life was happening and um I realized that it's not knitting's great and knitting um stuff for people is great making creations and custom orders are great but you can't knit for 12 hours a day and have that be a super successful business and and not tire yourself out so I started thinking about how else could I how could I make this a profitable business? That's something that still honors my creativity, and I still get to play with yarn. And then I realized I could design. So I started designing my own patterns, and from there I got published in magazines, got published in blogs, um, started writing for knitting magazines, and from there, kind of just thought that you know what, this would be really cool if I could teach people how to do this and tell my story. Really well tell my story a little bit and say like, Hey, this also helped me with like my anxiety and I'm not a hundred years old. You know, I'm, I'm now in my thirties, but at the time I was in my twenties and just, you know, like, I'm not your average knitter, but how many people could this like benefit that don't even know about it yet That's Absolutely. Using to try it because it's like an old craft. <laughs>
2: well I mean it's a win-win for everybody for yourself and then it's a therapeutic I mean you you obviously found that niche through knitting mm-hmm. to help you uh discover yourself for one and then also to you know to heal it's a healing process for you and then now that you're making that passion and that passion into more uh, a money-making career which is awesome it's a win-win overall for you I mean, I congratulate you that because how many people out there? That's my next question. How many people out there, uh, your age, for, for example, uh, doing what you're doing? What is, who is your competitor out there?
3: Well, there are some, I mean, the funny thing is, is when you start actually openly talking about it um, and saying, like posting your stuff, you kind of have two groups of people. You have groups of people that are never going to try it. And they, they love hand stuff, but they're never going to, they swear up and down they're not going to knit and then there's people who are like yeah and then there's people that are like oh well I crochet or I knit you know every day after work and you realize that person's 19 years old or 25 years old or you know so like people come out of the woodwork and they say they absolutely knit. and the other thing that happens is I'll sit there and I'll I take my knitting everywhere so I'll knit at parties I'll knit at like bars I'll knit um, <laughs> that's so cool that's cool. in the car. Yeah. And you'll have people come up to you. Like it is the best opener ever. Because people will come up to you and they'll say, Oh yeah, what are you absolutely. making? Or oh my grandma knits Or oh I knit. And it like makes this amazing conversation and you get to relate to people on a whole different level. Um yeah. Make sure that you have
2: your uh, uh, business cards and say, "Oh, by the way, I do this exactly. and do this." <laughs> you know, I educate people how to do awesome. I started I'm doing, doing my that. Even, yeah. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Uh, it, it is so important to build that uh, solid foundation of your self awareness, of self love, because you're finding that through you know, through the healing process, through your journey, Ashley, from the young self as, you know, as we are still growing, evolving, you know, we, 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 we do learn, we're still learning, learning process mm-hmm. every day, right? What comes out of this and everything like that. It's such an empowering, very compelling story. Um, tell me a little bit also about your, um, the ebook, the How to Knit 101. Um, what is it? Knit like a badass. <laughs> that was yeah. really awesome. I saw that.
3: So I started that, um, probably now it would be a year and a half ago. Uh, the idea has been there for, I've been knitting 10 years. So the idea has been there for probably about five of those years. And it was something that I thought was, I'd have to knit 20 years before I was able to do it. And I wanted to teach people how to do this in a way that, um, could honor all learning styles. So like, I don't learn like everyone else learns necessarily. Like uh, in a knitting group, it was a little more difficult for me to learn because I kind of like think about things backwards, I guess. So um, I needed like hands-on, I needed visual and I needed kind of written instructions as well. So Mm -hmm. I started writing the book to kind of help people that maybe couldn't learn in a traditional setting. Um, And in doing that, I realized that I wanted to kind of make a whole course about it. So that's why it's called Knitting 101. Knitting 101, How to Knit Like a Badass, this version of it is the very basics of learning how to knit. So it takes you from like, um, casting on is what we call it when you put the yarn on the needles, all the way to making a full-fledged project. Um, And writing it was quite the experience on its own but it was something that I really 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 felt pulled to do and actually quit halfway through the book. That was
2: <laughs> that's okay. We all gone through that. You know, it's like, oh should I do this so we stuff doubt ourselves but then we need to keep going. So mm-hmm. what 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 inspired you uh to continue on at that point when you said I don't want to do this again I quit
3: well so I Um, it was December not this past December but December last year I basically was like I'm done I'm gonna finish up the things I have contracts for and then I'm finished knitting smashly stitches as it stands is dead I'm gonna close it down I'm not gonna tell anybody I'm just gonna fade into you know
2: into the woods but into the mountains with the snow (laughs)
3: exactly no one (laughs) will know and I had some friends that knew about it and they basically knew that I was writing the book and said okay well you should probably at least finish the book before you <laughs> fully quit and I'm like no no and I think I had like 10 pages left to write
2: oh my dear you should yeah. finish it yeah.
3: <laughs> and so I it took a lot of talking to it took a lot of phone calls it took a lot of people just like shaking me like ashley like stop just get out of your own head you know get back to what you were doing and it, it wasn't just writing the book i wrote the book it's got like pictures for every concept that i'm teaching so a crazy amount of pictures it's like over 100 pages it's got a youtube video for each section of the book so that not only are you getting the written instructions but you get to see it visually done as well And you get to watch that video over and over and over again. So I had created this complete course and was really close to releasing it and decided I didn't want to. Um, But yeah, just having those friends around me and really being conscious of what I was surrounding myself with. So the things I was watching on TV, the, you know, podcasts I was listening to, the people I was following on social media. all Those are
2: your support system. Those are your support system.
3: Yeah. Resources, and so, and, you know that. To finish the 10 pages, I had to block all negativity out and it kind of just like super focus and just write. And once I finished it, I was like, okay, it's done. I'm still quitting though.
2: <laughs> that you determined to do. <laughs>
3: yeah, I was like, I am not, I'm not doing this anymore. And then I had my friend look at one of my friends look at it, and she's like, "Ashley, you can't, you can't." So, together with her, I picked out um, a release date for the book, which was my birthday, and we made this big like celebration about it, and like smashed these back because I hadn't been posting for a while, and um, made this awesome party kind of online come and back. yeah
2: yeah i come back presence and visibility, visibility.
3: yeah and um released it my mom bought the first copy because that's what moms do <laughs> and, of and course <laughs> of course and then after that i started getting people people actually started to buy copies of it and started to watch the youtube videos and wanted my help knitting and i was like what like I, mean, I like you think this will happen but you don't really expect it to happen so like the first time I sold a copy to someone I didn't know I like had a little freak out moment and you know grabbed my champagne drank some had a little cry and just realized that I'm glad I didn't give up because had I truly been stubborn enough to say this isn't going to get released none of the stuff that's happening to me now would have happened
2: Exactly. You keep on going. And then that's your determination. You know, a lot of people quit. A lot of people quit before. I mean, right before it is supposed to be, you know, their accomplishment. Yeah,
3: exactly. I'm glad that you
2: didn't quit.
3: Whether yeah, you have
2: a, a very solid foundation, I mean, not a solid, but you have some people who are really, really believe in you, you know, mm-hmm. when you don't believe in what you do. I and mean, then there are people, really strangers believe in you. I bet that felt so good, especially the first testimonial and say, hey, you touch one person of your your what you do in your product That's and services, what you're trying to message, the content. You, you touch one person that just like you felt so grateful. You know, I don't know if it's describe that one person just yeah. bought my book and then, you know, um, wrote me a nice le- letter after she finished the book. I mean, that's just to me, that's like gold. There's no yes. words to describe that. You know what I mean? It's like, Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Um, yeah. and it's really awesome because since then, so it's been um, six months since it's been released and I am getting messages almost daily about how the book has helped how the book has inspired people how the work I do in schools now and I'm sure we'll get into that with the work I do in schools and community programs and my Brandon Beanie pattern how all of that um has inspired them and is helping people and I'm getting messages oh I'm I'm I have anxiety too Ashley like you know thank you for talking about it thank you for you know, doing this and promoting what you're promoting. So, and every day I just like am blown away that anybody would ever pay attention, but I'm so grateful when they do. So grateful.
2: So what are your personal advices to other women out there in regards to your journey success and, you know, simply following this passion to become your, the purpose in life? I mean, we, we, we hear about self-love a lot now these days, self-awareness and believing in yourself. Um, Some of the things that you think that you can share with us, with a woman out there.
3: I think the most important thing is really, um, like I said before, be mindful about what you're paying attention to. Because I think women, but probably everybody in general, um, we are a product of our environment. And if you have negativity in your life, it's going to stop you from possibly pursuing something that you're meant to do. So being mindful of, you know, who is your friend group? Are they supporting you? Are they, um, are they raising you up? Uh, what are you watching? Are you watching the news? Maybe if that's bothering you, stay away from that and turn a podcast on or, um, yeah like this one. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Self-development. I do so much self-development, like reading and audio books and podcasts, all of that stuff just consume my brain with it. And once you do that, the, all the negative crappy stuff that happens, you start to overcome it and as you overcome it you can see things clearer and when you can see things clearer that's when your dreams really start to come in alignment so that's my best advice is just really be mindful of what's around you and what you're allowing into your space and your energy
2: i think that's a very very um you know valid i mean everybody needs to 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 hear that it's so true like focus and focus with clarity Uh, What are your biggest challenges as a woman entrepreneur there in your local community uh, to have a business like this? I mean, I'm I'm hearing that you have a lot of support system friends and, you know, close people that can support you, what you do, what you do in business. A a lot of women don't, you know, in some other countries, a lot of women don't have that luxury, I should say. But with the uh, social media right now, I think there are a lot of outreach groups and everything. Tell us about Mm -hmm. that. Share your thoughts on that.
3: Um, well, I think if you don't have that support system, um, and yeah, a lot of people don't, you can find it online, 100%. You just have to keep looking and keep exploring. Um, and for me, like, I'm very lucky and blessed to live where I live and to have the family and friends that I have. Um, but you do have that negativity that still comes back and you do have pushback and you do have people that are kind of like, what are you doing? Like, why Why are you doing that? And you, you just have to drown those voices out. And I think for me, being a woman, it's really hard because I'm extra sensitive and I'm extra um, emotional sometimes. And so I can, I can, those voices come in and they can break you down a little bit. You know so to just that's when i've got to go full steam ahead with like what i was saying before is that then i'm like okay let's stop listening to that let's start putting some positivity back in here you know um and really if you can't find it in your local community go online because it is 100 there
2: yeah absolutely you mentioned that you um, I want to go back to this perfect forget You you mentioned that you had uh, some kind of exposure in other some magazines out there. Uh, how was that to you?
3: When I first did it, it was funny because I realized that you could do it just from Googling. Like I just would Google like how how can you make knitting a job? Right? Yeah. <laughs> wow I saw that you could design um patterns and I was like okay so I ripped open a knitting magazine and I saw that there was like the publisher there and I saw that they would um accept submissions from people and I was like okay well I've only like designed patterns kind of like on the down low I never published or anything so what I did is I I you know would google like examples of proposals and of design proposals and I like made up I'm not a very good drawer but I made up like this little sketch of a scarf I think was the first one I did and did a little like proposal about what I wanted knit a little swatch put it all in and just bombarded magazines so I would just like submit like if there was one submission, I'd submit 10 times to that one person mm. and hope that they would just be like, okay, like maybe we should pay attention to her. And persistency, just, right? Yeah, <laughs> consistency. Um, and just being slightly annoying.
2: <laughs> so Well, I not just, really. I mean, we, we see your uh, quality traits here, tenacious, you're very yes. tenacious, determined, and you've got the persistency and 0 too. Those are great qualities, by the way.
3: I, yeah. Yeah. I guess when you put it like that. Yeah. But, um, so I just like kept submitting and I was like, and I was, the weird thing was, is I was really slightly insecure when I started doing it, but when I got rejected, it didn't matter. So when I got the rejection letter back mm-hmm. for some like major magazines, I was like, you know what? It's okay. Cause one day you're going to say yes to me. And <laughs> go, go. <laughs> I'm right, I, you, you can say no one. now. But, you know, prices are going to go up because... <laughs> I-,
2: I was going to say, I'm going to charge you $10,000 now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so
3: so I right. Just, when I got that first acceptance letter, I was like shaking. I was like, oh my God, this is really happening. But the downside of that was that that's when the anxiety kicked in because I was so determined to make this happen. I hadn't thought of the next step. I hadn't thought of actually knitting and designing the pattern. So when I actually had to do that, I did it, and it just became, like, it It became like a job, and it was awesome, and I was like, wow, I can do that, what's next? Like, I didn't know that I could be published in a magazine, I never thought about that before, and yeah, it was just, it was an awesome moment, and it continues to happen, I still get published every now and then, um, I'm not pursuing it as much as I used to, just because I'm kind of more on the... Mental health and giving back vibe right now. So,
2: yeah. So, are you working with uh, some of the outreach programs in your local community right now, currently, with you know maybe nonprofit or anything like that, or is it something totally different, different uh, way of uh, giving back?
3: Well, it's two things. The first thing I'm doing is um, I do it online. So I run a knitting 101, uh, how to knit like a badass Facebook group. And on there, I teach people to knit, and we talk about mental health. I'm very open about my thoughts on it. Um, And from there, I also work with, right now, just my local community and kind of like outside my local community. So I go into schools, um, high school programs, elementary schools, um, and talk to them about knitting and mental health going into some of the more at-risk kids, those are those kids I love those kids. <laughs> going into any at-risk program where the kids suffer with anxiety, where they're you know the outcasts, those are some of the most creative, wonderful kids on the planet and they they're, they're yes. the ones that take to knitting really yes. well. Um, yeah and I'm really glad that now they schools are coming around to realize the value of this and the value of bringing in programs like knitting, like art, like music and just realizing that there's a way to reach these kids. So I'll go into schools. Um, I'm doing community programs. So I work with something out here called Anchors, which is um, the Aid Society of the East Kootenays. And they do a lot of stuff with um, family, people that anyone that needs help, homeless people, people with mental health issues. um, They're... They're awesome. So I work with them quite frequently and we do a mental health and knitting uh, program with them. Um, I, In the future, uh, will be speaking in um, some mental health and knitting or mental health conferences about knitting and what it has done for me. Um, and I'm also gonna be working with Mental Health Canada to start really bringing wow. this uh, mainstream. Yeah. And, national, and hopefully international.
2: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's just not, you know, there. I mean, it's, this is epidemic everywhere mm-hmm. around the world, right? Um, we just talked about that this morning, as a matter of fact, on another uh, session. But yeah, I mean, this is so compelling, Ashley. I, I, you know, this is just wow. Now, we, you know, what I thought about, um, you know, healing process through arts, through music and everything. It's been there, you know, for a long time ago in history, mm-hmm. right? But knitting is just now becoming a uh, a trend, I should say. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? What do you say? Um
3: I, I think that it kind of goes through its peaks and valleys, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It does have a very long and rich history. But I think it kind of became uncool for a while. And all of a sudden, we're kind of the world and i think society is general is trying to just go back to our roots go back to where we came from and knitting is part of that knitting um, other crafts uh, people are just wanting wanting something tangible that they can work with
2: right when you talk about all healing the healing ways or outlets or means to uh to doing so i mean we, We see our veterans also as well, you know, through, um, I want to throw this in. I don't know if I should include this group of people, but, you know, I've seen this through some of the programs that I, you know, around in my community, like coloring, you know, Mm -hmm. coloring as simple as that, or Mm -hmm. even painting, Mm -hmm. painting, arts, Mm -hmm. you know, something that they focus on that. And that is a true healing, you know, Um, help me out with this. Is this, is this so?
3: Well, and it's interesting because a couple of years ago, I went to an, a therapist because I was having major anxiety issues, um, especially around like driving and things like that. Uh, and I went to a therapist and she said, do you like, do you want to color? Do you want to, you know, do you want to paint while we're talking? Like, what can you do? And I was like, well, can I knit? And she's like, (laughs) you knit? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm cool with just like sitting and knitting, and we can have a chat. And she's like, so you already got this, then you've already got it. You already understand that, like, there's a connection. You know, through,
2: there's a you connection know? to that. Yeah, the, the, the arts, the the coloring, the uh, the painting. We we've seen that already as a healing method. You know, mm-hmm. to those who are suffering anxiety disorders or you know some kind of distress, some kind of um, issues. You know Mm -hmm. that they cannot um, overcome, basically. But then, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she said knitting. You know, knitting. Well, I am the queen of knitting. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna (laughs) show you how how to look like a badass.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And once we got talking about it, I was like, oh, never mind. I got this. Like, I I get it now. (laughs) Um, But it's interesting because even my own stuff. Like, I still suffer from anxiety. It's not like knitting cures everything. but I've watched people um, go with like grief, for example, even my own self. I've, I had a cousin actually that died this past summer and to get through that was knitting. Knitting is what helped me heal that. Um, I've had other people who, you know, suffered the loss of a baby and knitting has helped them. Um, people who have anxiety, depression, PTSD, uh everything like it literally I've had so many stories addiction even just Mm. yeah something with your hands to make you not think about that thing that you're trying to yeah you know and the cool thing about knitting is it's you're working with your hands you're doing something you can do that and it becomes like a form of meditation so you can be watching some show exactly exactly and then all of a sudden, that thing that was bothering you 20 minutes ago has somehow worked itself out in your mind. And right. I don't 100% know how that happens, but it's like a working meditation. And it's, it's like magic almost. It's phenomenal.
2: Right. And then all of a sudden, you have some kind of product like a beanie. Let's talk about that. The beanie, uh, the beanie, knit so, beanie, beanie.
3: Yeah. So the Brandon beanie, Brandon was my cousin who died. Um, and he suffered some mental health and addiction issues, and when he died, it was um, it was really devastating to our family. Um, he to watch someone go through that kind of pain, and then watch the, those of us who were you know mourning him to see all the pain we were going through it got me really thinking that okay i'm i'm sitting here knitting to get me through this but is there a way that i can make his life matter more than just a statistic that oh he died of like this right um so i wanted his life i wanted his life to matter and in doing that i thought okay how can i how can i make a legacy that will help people. How can I create this thing that I know, which is knitting and how it's helping me and how can I honor him as well? And I had this kind of beanie pattern sitting kind of, you know, in my stuff. I wasn't using it for anything. I designed it years ago. And one day I just woke up and went, I know what I'm supposed to do now. And that was the start of the love project and Brandon beanies where basically I, knit these beanies. And I teach people to knit the beanies. And then you, we give them away to anyone who may need a little love. Like, it's like the beanie is a hug. So we're giving these beanies away to anyone. It could be homeless people. They could be going to shelters. um, They could be going to your neighbor who just lost somebody. Maybe they, you know, you don't, you don't know what to do with them. You give them a beanie and say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Your life matters you know, that kind of thing. So using that, um, I've had people be making beanies all over the world and just giving them away in the name of love and acceptance and, you know, mental health and addiction and all of that. It's phenomenal.
2: Oh, my gosh. So you started doing so, the Love Project, since what, last year? So it's, all, um, it's, it's just new, basically, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, so I started doing it in September.
2: And it's just year. taken
3: off? Just taken off. How,
2: how did how does it work you okay go ahead and tell me
3: so right now we're still like like i said this just started in september so there's still some groundwork to be done with it but right now anyone that hits me up on social media and says hey i want a beanie gets a beanie mailed to them and for free um and i have myself or any of the number of people that i've taught to knit basically knitting beanies and we're we're either dropping them off at local shelters or um mailing them out to people that are in need of a little bit of love or maybe just need a beanie because they're cold
2: wow so who's taking uh, that's part of your obviously your business right uh, whose cost is that on, on on your
3: sometimes it's on me sometimes it's through you know funding i get a lot of donations um of yarn and needles and stuff that makes me allowed to be able wow to yeah, right. So. I can imagine
2: that because a lot of the local businesses want to also, you know, support that that concept, support yeah mm-hmm. the, uh, the awareness as well. Um, wow, that's that's really amazing. I mean, I thought it was just a snowy mountain up there, right?
3: No, so, well, that's what happens when you're in a snowy mountain and you get bored. <laughs>
2: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Your mind is constantly being creative. You know that creativity. Mm-hmm. And determination and your tenacity and persistency it all is well-rounded that means you who Ashley is like okay you're giving back that is empowering Ashley and hopefully this will resonate and I'm I'm pretty sure it is resonating to those who are listening out there uh, on our podcast session right now and I really am glad that uh, you know we talked about this now any upcoming ventures besides um i know that you're working on your ebook or you already have and your some of our upcoming ventures that you want to share with us
3: sure so like i said i'm working with mental health canada um over the next year so there will be another edition of the book coming out probably the end of this year um that's going to be Knitting 101, How to Knit Like a Badass, but the mental health edition. So it's going to have a load of mental health tips and really make the connection between knitting and mental health um, and resources, mostly for people in Canada, but eventually there will be a US and UK edition as well um, to help people all over the world. Uh, And also I... on my own social media, so mostly on my Facebook page and Instagram, um, The Beanie Project. So there'll be lots of stuff um, coming up with that. Um, I'm doing lots of local events around British Columbia. Um, And yeah, mostly that. There's so much, it's just every day there's like something new, lots of learning to knit events, Um, yeah. And just trying to do this around the world.
2: Right. I think you will do just fine and you will get there. I have no doubt about you, your Thank determination. You. <laughs> this isn't, I know you're the girl that sent out thousands or hundreds, I should say, to one publisher, right? And then well, the, yeah. Um, and so
3: it's funny because doing that now, literally having to talk to event planners and talking to, you know, um, the government and <laughs> talking to like getting proposals and getting, grants and stuff now all of that's like easy it's like the design was preparation for all of this
2: absolutely Mm -hmm. living your life completely grounded with your own truth as well as your beauty and power and then you you basically found you know through the process what your passion really is what the purpose in life is how beautiful is that this is what it's all about that's why we Yeah. I want to say, I asked you something. I know that we talked about the beanie. Do you have a sample of the beanie that you can show to the listener? I mean,
3: to the audience? I know that we have a video here as (laughs) well. I don't have one right around me. Um, I normally have like tons of them. I'll send you some pictures, but I have like yesterday, I was just at a school that I have been um, teaching them to knit since September. And every time I go in there, they're handing me five more beanies. So it's just amazing. Like it's basically just your basic ribbed beanie. It's an incredibly simple concept that anyone can wear it. Like literally anyone. So it's uh, yeah. I'll send you some. Things. Is it value?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the value that you are um, and the message, the content, of the message is so 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 super important. Again, that's why we're all here: collaboration, sharing, mm-hmm. learning, rising. You never know, um, Ashley. You know who's listening out there right now, and through the journey, through your journey, through your compelling stories, you know maybe someone else is missing piece or answers, you know solutions. Like wow, wow, this is she's going through, right? So, um, if I may ask you, and then want, you know somebody to refer you to your services, your ebook, and everything like that, is there a website to go to? I know you mentioned about your Facebook. Uh, anything like that your your social media
3: go ahead so you can go to my website which is ashleylakovic.com um or you can go to facebook which is Smashly stitches and then um on instagram i'm just ashley lakovic those are my three main places you can find me and from there you can get all the links to the youtube video the um link to the book how to get the book and all my other stuff i'm doing
2: well, I mean, there's more books coming up, sounds like, and yeah, I can't wait is. to see your. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited because you can you can break it down to so many versions. Um, and then what you're doing is really, 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 really super important. Uh, you're reaching out to your local community first. Uh, you, you build that foundation, you support it, and then you're going to get out to us, right?
3: <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's my plan. 2020 is US and UK for sure. And then, you know, Australia and all the other places.
2: Well, we're waiting for you, Ashley. Bring your awesome. snowboard also, all right? Okay. <laughs> all right, we're running out of time. Thank you, Ashley, for joining and sharing your inspiring story, which hope you know we all connect That's here amazing. and be able to, you know, learn more about what you do. I, you know what, after all, we women are, you know, we are the catalyst to greater things in this planet. I keep saying that in my podcast That's all amazing. the time. Yeah, we're a change agent. Like, like Ashley, I mean, she never, like she said, she never stopped thinking, create, being creative, what to do, well, how could I do this? Thank you for all you do and services that you extend thank to you. your community, to everybody online, to many by your healing process and methods of your authentically. And for our listeners, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please do post and share this. Well, passion to yours, I'm Nikki God sure. like like bless. Thank you. You know what Bye. to do. Facebook it, like it. You know all it's the things that you do every single day out there. Get the word out there. It hits your soul, it hits the souls of your friends, loved ones, and others like you. Don't forget to subscribe and join our community here also as well. I am Missy your host. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and to our next episode on the WePod, collaborate, not competition. From my passion to yours. I really deeply want to say thank you, Ashley, for coming on and be part of this podcast as well. Love you so much and God bless. All right, see you soon, okay?
1: Have been listening to Nikki Dare's Radio, a podcast of sustainability, with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites education.nickydare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. She also offers both private and group classes and firearms training, and handgun, rifles, and shotgun for individuals and families, and home invasion scenarios, and her other outdoor activities, and her passion for fitness and upcoming classes. Follow her on LinkedIn and her social media, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, Pinterest, and Facebook, or simply watch her tutorial videos. You can subscribe to her YouTube channel, Nikki Dare. All about her books and inspirational quotes can be found on her website, books.nickydare.com. Check out her newest website, travel.nickydare.com, for all travel resources, savings, and tips. Her calendars, both of living in purpose and passion, as well as her exclusive edition of Firearm Safety, are available for order on her website, nickydare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, living in purpose and passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare.